Welcome to So You Want to Move to the Country and Raise Goats. This is a podcast about change. Change is all around us, and sometimes we're ready for it, and sometimes we're not. When it overwhelms us, well, we just want to move to the country and raise goats. This podcast features stories from people who have gone through change. We hope that their insights will help you better understand and deal with the changes in your life. I'm Peggy Koenig, and along with my co-host, Catherine Greiba, we chat with insightful people with interesting change stories. We hope you enjoy our podcast. Curiosity and openness to learning about new things can fuel personal growth and impact and change. Today, Jolene Watson joins us on the podcast. Jolene is a professional speaker and trainer and an entrepreneur and the owner of Clarity Coaching and Development. She has built her career and her life based on continuous learning, change, a people-focused energy, and tenacity to follow through to achieve her goals. She changed careers at the encouragement of her mentor and has a disciplined approach to identifying her own behavior that she wants to change and then setting the course to make it happen. So today we welcome Jolene Watson to the podcast. I'm so thrilled to have you, Jolene. Great to see you. And uh, Jolene is a professional speaker and a trainer. And I've known Jolene for a number of years in professional capacity, but I really don't know her story. And I expect there's an interesting story there because you started as a vet tech. I did. Yeah. Well, do you want to tell us about your journey, Jolene? There's been multiple industries, but we'll start with veterinary. You know, a lot of people say, well, how did you start there and end up being a speaker and a trainer with multiple industries? And I think it was my passion for learning ongoing professional development. I remember I was such a keener in my early 20s that I would take all my vacation days to take courses on communication, psychology, And my first dream career, and I'm just so excited to even talk about this because it's still it's still so exciting to think about it is I was in the veterinary world and I whispered to one of my coworkers who was a veterinarian, wouldn't it be great if there was a veterinary clinic for cats only? And there wasn't in Saskatchewan. And she ended up building it. And I became her head veterinary technologist. I became the head dentist. And then she also gave me a lot of I guess, office management type roles in terms of firing and hiring and performance reviews. And honestly, she was the best boss I could have ever had. And she really was into professional development and just really helping me develop in the areas that I was passionate about. So Jillian, that's fascinating. It it sounds like you weren't necessarily trained in that area before you started, but through, you know, taking opportunity and professional development offered to you you really seized the moment. Is that, is that accurate? hundred percent. And I always say, you know, ask for what you want. You might not get it, but what if you do? And so I always asked, you know, I said, I want to be the head veterinary dentist. So she flew in a veterinary dentist from Vancouver to train me. And that's what we did. And if you can, on the career side of things, really pinpoint what brings you energy, what excites you, and you have an amazing leader the loyalty doubles. Like I was just so excited to be in that role. So Jolene, you and I both share a passion for cats. You have cats. I have cats. Is this something that was always 
important to you? Uh, did you always have that passion for animals? Like, where did that all come from? Did you know from high school that that's what you were going to do? I remember my first word, it was documented in my baby book, was kitty. So, I mean, cats was something since the beginning that I have been so passionate. Like, I love them more than anything. And I have three right now, of course. But I always wanted, this is really interesting, I wanted to be something in the veterinary world. I wasn't sure which level. And then, or a dental hygienist. So it was so cool that I chose veterinary because I wanted to stay in Saskatoon at the time. I'm from bigger Saskatchewan. It was closer to home. And then I got certified in veterinary dentistry. So I ended up getting both careers, which I didn't know that at the beginning, but it's really cool how that played out. So where did you go from the veterinary world? How long did you stay there? And then what was next for you? It would have been about 2008. So I was working at the Cat Hospital of Saskatoon and something inside me just changed. And I still loved the industry, but I wanted something different. And I wanted to learn more about office management, communication style, psychology, because of all the courses I've taken. And I was just ready for a change. I didn't know if I wanted to leave the industry entirely. And it was really scary because I remember I quit my job. And at the same moment, the veterinarian was really excited because she's like, oh, I didn't want to tell you, but I'm moving to the Caribbean and I'm selling the cat hospital. And I said, well, actually, I want to change jobs or careers. And she goes, perfect. So the timing couldn't have worked out better. And I remember sitting down with my friend Tanya and I was applying for random jobs because I wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do, but I knew I needed an income. And she said, let's just play a game. Let's just let's pretend money is no object in your training. It doesn't matter what your background is. What would your dream job be if you could just make it up? And in that moment, I was really into Tony Robbins and being super healthy. And I was listening to his eight hour series on health. And I said, this is going to sound so random, but I want to prevent disease through lifestyle and diet change. And she said, that is so random and has nothing to do with what you know and what you've done. And I said, well, you told me just to make it up. And it was just a few weeks later, she said, I found your job. And I said, I made that up. And she said, it's a human metabolomic research facility. And they're looking for an office manager. And you'd be doing networking. You'd be in charge of events. I think it would be right up your alley. And I think I can get you a job interview because I know a research tech that works there. Well, I had no business getting that job. But I aced that interview because of my passion and my willing to learn. I think that's the key. And I got the job. And so that was my second industry, I guess, that I worked in. And I was there for almost two years and it was so much fun. Okay. That's fascinating to me, Jolene, because I think there are so many people in there, you know, starting off in their career saying, I'm not sure quite what I want to do. And it sounds like what worked for you is you just somehow described not a position. It wasn't a position. It was the what you wanted to do. And then the position came second. Yeah. It was the big picture, right? I didn't have a, I'm not a details person in my personality. I'm very intuitive, very big picture. So I had a vision and she happened to find the job. So I think, again, it's telling people what you want because they might have the solution. And I've always, I've always felt things will always work out. And if they don't, you can try something different. So that's always been in the background, which is why I've always been drawn to working with entrepreneurial companies from a startup phase, because I still had a guaranteed income, but I was able to be in that excitement of new and innovative. You know, Jillian, it sounds, uh, in all fairness, uh, you can tell me if I'm wrong or not, but it sounds like your 
deep curiosity about things, which has driven you to continue to take professional development and courses, would you say that that has really expanded your thought processes on what the opportunities might be for change? Oh, yeah. And, you know, thinking back to not to date myself, but I had all of Tony Robbins tapes and CDs. So I listened to over 200 hours. And what really stuck out to me was he'd always say, invest in yourself above anything else, because nobody can take your skills away from you. So it wasn't the career necessarily for me that had to be permanent. It was the skills that I could take or the lessons I learned. So I was never too tied down. But I do remember feeling guilty for leaving the veterinary world in the very beginning, for sure. So Jolene, you mentioned that sometimes, you know, by telling people what you want, sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. Can you share an experience of maybe where things didn't quite work out and, you know, what you did to pull yourself out of that? My favorite story, and this is really the catalyst to what helped me become an entrepreneur. It was back in 2011. I was working in another random industry. It was natural resources. So potash, heavy oil, light oil, geothermal energy. And my boss and I were not seeing eye to eye. And I remember I was like, oh, I think I want to quit this job. He doesn't really value me. He doesn't see, I don't think I'm a good employee because every day, basically, he would tell me what I had done wrong. (laughs) what I could fix. And I remember thinking, oh my goodness, like he could hire someone else for this position and they'd be so much better. And it was office management, but really on the corporate governance side. So I knew in my heart, it wasn't forever. It wasn't for me. But what he said, what changed everything was when he assumed I might quit and he asked me and straight out and I said, yeah, I'm going to quit. Do you want it now or later? And he said, don't quit yet. I have a feeling about you. I want you to do your personality. Myers-Briggs was his favorite tool. And he said, I want you to do that. And I want you to come back on Monday because I have a feeling about you. And again, I was going to quit my job. I was actually in charge of payroll and collections, which is so not my thing. And I came back on Monday and he said, oh my goodness. He's like, I have been leading you completely wrong for eight months. I was leading you as the way I would want to be led, which isn't at all what you want. He didn't realize I was high recognition motivation feeler in Myers-Briggs, so much more value-focused. He was extreme logic. He changed his leadership style overnight, changed everything. And I also changed my approach when he would critique. I would take that as he saw potential. And that's why he was doing it. He wanted to make me better. But what was the cool catalyst in this is he said, I I don't think you should be a business manager. And I remember him like, is he is he going to fire me? And he said, no, no, I'm going to promote you, give you a raise, make you the client relationship manager and get you certified in Myers-Briggs. And I feel that could add to your toolbox. And I think he knew he was going to lay me off at that time, but he still paid for my course. And that was the coolest gift he could have given me because when he did lay me off, he said, now I want you to go back to business school. I want you to start a company, become a speaker, do personality profiling, And my first thought was, I am way too old to go back to business school. That's not something I don't have the risk tolerance for entrepreneurship. And he said, I will coach you. I'll be your mentor. And had he not said that, I probably never would have even considered it. And a few weeks later, I randomly walked into a trade show, saw a really welcoming lady across. She was at a CanSask booth, so a career counselor. And she said, oh, have you ever considered entrepreneurship? And I said, well, I was told to. And she said, you need to join Praxis School of Entrepreneurship. It's a 10-month program. They will teach you everything you need to know. Hold your hand for 10 months, bookkeeping, labor standards, 
all of it. And I'd never heard of this program before. And two months later, I was enrolled. And here I am 10 years later as an entrepreneur. So it was just that, you know, the way events lined up was just perfect. You know, Jolene, we've had other guests who have told us that the big change in their life came from insight from other people, which I think is fascinating because we really have to learn how to listen to others because it sounds like you really didn't have any idea that you wanted to start your own business that hadn't crossed your mind. And yet it was brought to your attention by someone else who saw something in you. Yes. Which I think is such a marvelous lesson for people that, you know, listening to what other people are saying around you. And it sounds to me like you've done that a number of times over the course of your career journey. Yeah. Always listen to what others see in you because we're pretty hard on ourselves and we don't always see our intrinsic strengths. And what I always teach others is if you see a spark in someone, tell them because it might change their trajectory forever and you never know. And I think when you compliment someone, we just don't receive enough of them. So I think I think we should just make it a practice to tell people what we appreciate more often. I think too that it also sounds like you were open to listening to what your mentor said. You were open to that suggestion. And I think sometimes opportunities pass us by when we haven't heard what people are telling us. Oh, absolutely. And I think he laid me off on purpose to kind of kind of kick me into the next direction because I probably would have stayed a little bit longer than I should have, but he knew he had to to push. And over the years, I've had I've been a member, or I guess a protege through the Rajmanic mentorship program and I've had the opportunity to be a mentor as well. Uh, Graham was actually one of your guests. He's my mentor currently, amazing mentor. Sylvia Martini, Don Ramage, they saw things in me that I didn't. And without their motivation and their coaxing, I I wouldn't have jumped into the deep end as quickly as I did. You know, I had part-time jobs when I first started just to, you know, that security piece. And I remember Sylvia saying to me, you know, sometimes you just need to jump in the deep end. And I would not have done that without a mentor, someone to support me. I think sometimes you don't have to go through a program necessarily, but asking someone to go for coffee that you admire or that is on a path that you want to go on, it really does help give you that confidence and courage to move forward. So Jolene, it sounds like there was a fair bit of change in your life when you went from, like you say, a security in positions, part-time, full-time, into entrepreneurship, how did that impact you personally? And how did you navigate through that? So entrepreneurship has probably been the most stressful thing I've ever done in my life. It's also been the most rewarding, like those two tend to go hand in hand. And I did a lot of research in mental health when I first decided to enter entrepreneurship and entrepreneurs are four times more likely to succumb to mental health issues because they're taking on a lot of risk. And I remember learning this and I was already certified in Myers-Briggs. So before I actually went to business school, I I don't even remember, I, I spent a lot of money, but I did at least 15 reports on myself. And one of them was stress management. And so I started to really dive deep into my particular personality type on the chronic and acute stress side of things and started to basically coach myself, knowing what I was getting into with entrepreneurship. And now I coach other clients to do the same 
but I had to do it on myself first just to gain that courage and insight. Tell me how you coach yourself. How did, what does that look like? How does that work? So I love organization and office supplies. So when I print out those reports, so I actually went to Mexico. This was the coolest thing when I was laid off. So my boss late gave me six weeks notice. So I already planned the trip. So I had five hours on an airplane and I had all my reports printed out and probably about seven colors of highlighters and pens. And I highlighted what I was proud of, what my intrinsic strengths were, things that I knew I needed to work on. Did I need to hire a coach? And I did a lot of reflection and writing and really trying to figure out what my dream career would look like, which is now what I do with my clients when I do full day workshops. But I had to do it on myself first, number one, to find my favorite reports, but also to find stress management, coping strategies that would work, knowing the industry I was getting into. So it sounds like you found a way to manage your self-talk because we've all we've all got the self-talk and it's not very pleasant to us sometimes. So how do you continue to really monitor what you tell yourself and do you continue to coach yourself on you know improvements and managing through stress? Always. I'm actually taking a 30-hour body language course right now. I've taken, I don't even know how many, I've taken at least 50 courses. That's not even an exaggeration in the past 20 years. Assertiveness. I took three courses on becoming more assertive and that helped me a lot with my self-talk and just really standing up for what I believe in. Professional development, it always comes back to that curiosity and what skills can I gain? And sometimes I need to slow down with taking the courses just so I can focus on business development, right? But to me, it's almost like a vacation when I get to take a course and learn a new skill. And if it helps me in my business, then I can better teach that to other people. So tell us what you're doing now, Jolene. My ultimate goal with my company over the next five years, I do vision boarding all the time. So I have this very clearly defined big picture, of course, not details, is I want to become the networking expert of Canada at every association conference. So I want to be the keynote or the session the day before the conference kicks off to really help people better connect with conversation starters, personality, your elevator pitch, body language, that lights me up more than anything else. So that is my ultimate goal. And I'll write a book as well for when I'm on the stage. I'll have that at the back. Right now, my course on communication styles and stress management, which of course has reports and books, has been extremely popular during the pandemic. Of course, every conference was canceled worldwide during the pandemic. So I really had to shift my focus to training But now that the world is opening up again, I'm booked at conferences across Canada. I'm going to become an international speaker. I really want to get back on that stage 70% of the time. So Jolene, just hearing you talk makes me tired. Where do you get all your energy? How, where do you, where do you, is there a well of energy that you have? Like what keeps you going? Like you're so focused and so motivated passion. I'm so passionate. I'm also a full-on extrovert. And the big difference between introversion and extroversion is how we gain our energy. And I tend to gain energy around others. So the more conferences, the more people in the room, the more the more networking I can do, the more energy I gain. So I truly designed my career to focus heavily on networking and speaking and being with crowds. That's really how I keep gaining my energy because that's what I feed off of. So what, what do you do in the year off clarity coaching times and speaking, what does your downtime look like? I don't have a lot of downtime, to be honest. I'm nine years in 
it's really ramped up during the pandemic. I doubled my business last year. So there was a lot of 16 hour days, but when I have downtime and I have to book it, it might just be a few hours is hanging out with my fiance, the cats. Honestly, I could spend so much time with my cats. So when I actually get to work from home, it really, really excites me because I can finally spend time with my little family. And I have an office now in both cities. So I travel across Saskatchewan. So I, I still get to see my friends in Saskatoon, my family's still in bigger. So just spending time with friends and family and travel. Now, I know that we haven't traveled in a few years, but I love archaeology. So the ruins in Mexico, one day Machu Picchu, like I just, I get really excited about that side of things. So travel is a big one for me. Well, you've certainly, you know, starting as a vet tech and moving into professional speaker, corporate trainer, how do you, what's really changed about you, Jolene, when you look back and when you started professionally to where you are now? Confidence, ability to get out of my comfort zone. And I know it sounds like I was super confident just changing careers like that, but I wasn't not back in my twenties. I was really taking a risk and it was really scary. What I've had to do in the past nine years is really focus on behaviors that are not my preference and they're completely out of my comfort zone, which is spontaneity being emergent, just jumping in and more risk taking, and I'm getting really good at it. So that I think is one thing that has shifted dramatically in the past decade is the willingness to get out of my comfort zone, try something new, improv, just being put on the spot. I'm much more comfortable with that now. And that has been a lot of behavioral adaptation, which is something I'm really passionate about. And it is so fun. So, you know, Jillian, so many of us would say that's just the way I am. This is who I am. It sounds to me like you challenge that and you understand who you are and then identify areas where you want to work, what you want to work on in order to help you to change. Yes. Behavioral adaptation. My favorite quote is you cannot change your personality type, but you can always change your behaviors. And if you can wrap your head around that, it helps you take those chances because it is just a behavior. It's a habit you need to develop. It might not bring you as much energy as something that's naturally a strength for you, but it doesn't mean you can't get good at it. And I think that really got me out of my comfort zone. And I didn't realize that till I really dove into the personality side of behaviors. So if you had a person in their early 20s, not sure, what am I going to do? I don't know what to do with my life? What advice would you have for them? My two favorite songs, they're my theme songs. And I think there's a lot of advice that can come from them for my 20 year old self or anyone in their 20s is you get what you give by the new radicals. It was my theme song whenever I would study for exams, I ended up being top of the class a few times, whatever you put in, you get back. And it's a skill that cannot be taken away from you. Even if you leave a career, you take that with you, the development, the skills, the perhaps certifications that you've achieved. The other song, and I love country music, especially 90s, is I Love This Road by Emerson Drive. And it it just speaks volumes to me because it says it doesn't matter where the road goes. Just enjoy where you are at the moment is really the theme of that song. And I always keep that in the back of my mind. You don't need to know where you're going to end up. It's okay if you change careers, but it's the skills and the lessons that you're going to learn along the way. So you don't have to decide your fate or your future when you're 20, because it's going to change maybe five to 10 times. And that's normal for certain personality types up to 20. Well, and that sounds like really good advice for anyone at any stage of their life, not not just starting on in their career. 
And there's so much fluidity in your advice. You know, even though you were scared in your 20s and probably scared off and on over the course of this this journey that you've gone through, you really embrace being fluid, looking ahead and getting getting past all that fear and what was scaring you. I admire that, Jolene. I really do. That's great. Courage and resilience is what you get when you keep forcing change. And I think it's good for us. Well, this has been wonderful, Jolene. Thank you so much. I, like Peggy, have known you uh, for a number of years, but really never knew your story. So I've really appreciated getting to know you better and uh, learning about what has made you tick. And it's obviously been very successful. So congratulations. Thank you so much. And I did want to add too on the veterinary side. I now teach the veterinary technology students in two provinces everything that I do through my company. So I was able to tie that career back in. So you don't have to let a career go forever. You might bring it back in 10 years later. So never consider it a waste of your time because you never know when it's going to come back full force. If you've learned just one thing about change while listening to this podcast, Please subscribe on Apple or Spotify and share with a friend. This episode recorded via Zoom audio. Producers Peggy Kanick and Catherine Griba. Executive producer Kanick Leadership Advisory. Theme music La Pompeii, written by Chris Harrington, music publisher Invato Market. For information on this podcast, please visit www.getyourgoat.ca.